ready. Here we go. All right, Arvid. What do you want? <laughs> I love that name. That's better than the other one. Well, thanks for coming on, brother. And the only purpose for tonight is just talk about real and raw issues that men have leading, the challenges of leading. And um, as you guys know, this is usually usually 6.30 Monday night. Um, sorry, sorry, your time. It's 7.30 Monday right. night. Um, Jumpstart with Jeff, and Jeff is not in. I am Sebastian Wynn. I think most of you guys will know I'm his business partner and lead trainer and coach. And so Jeff is the pretty face, and I am the face behind the scene. <laughs> they keep me behind the scene, the ugly face. And so I do most of the training and coaching. And today we have Arvid with us. And you share a little personal about who you are, where you're from, and then we're going to talk about the challenges of being a man, being a father, being a husband. And if you guys jump on, if you're on live with this, write in the comment box and put your question, put your comments, and we'll have a discussion with you as you're joining us. So it's not just Arvid and I, you could join the conversation, type in the comment box questions you have, statements about how hard it is being a man and the challenges of leading as a husband, as a father, as a, uh, a businessman, owner, dentist, and we'll have a dialogue. So first, Arvid, share a little bit personal about you as much as you want, that you're comfortable with, of who you are, where do you live? What you do? And all oh, well, I'm located up near Seattle, Washington, 37 years old, father of three, bought my practice in 2013, graduated dental school 2010 from University of Pittsburgh. So shout out to the East Coast. They know how to produce a couple of good things out there. Um, but it's uh, it's it's been a it's been a dive this last six months since meeting up with Jeff and Sebastian down in Jamaica in January and hooking up with dental syndicate and doing some work together within this group for the last several months. So that's, uh, that's me in a very short nutshell. All right. So let's, let's just dive right into it. Listen, if you are a lady watching, I'm going to give you a warning. We are going to just go off the reservation and talk about the challenges of being a man leading. Some of it might sound like whining. Some might sound like bitching. Some might saying, sound like saying fuck you to the world. And it might be all. It's okay. We're in a safe place, and we're just going to have a real raw conversation about the challenges of being a man and leading. And a lot of this stems from we have never been taught, educated, or trained to be a man. We had to figure this shit out on our own. And if you understand, and by the way, the men's uh, training that we're inviting you to and we're having a conversation about here – Part of it is we're going to talk about the architect of a man. There's four archetypes, the king, the uh, gesture, the lover, the um, I've got the magician. And we're going to talk about those archetypes of a man. But here's what I'm saying that we've never been trained, taught, or educated how to be any of those. We, we Most of us are so infantized as little boys. And that's the difference. We have to maturate and grow from this little boy state into this man state and know that that little boy is our shadow. Nothing wrong with it. We have light, dark, and shadow. And our shadow, if not kept in check, will become our darkness and overwhelm and overcome us. And that's why we're having this conversation today. So if you're listening as a woman, welcome. Hopefully you're going to find out something that maybe your spouse is having difficulty talking to you about. Maybe you can find something out if you're single about a man before you get married that you better get some understanding. The behavior and the lack of the father's blessing causes him to be an asshole. So if you're a woman listening, enjoy. I ask you to suspend judgment, enjoy, and listen and learn. If you're a man watching, 
take off the gloves, buddy. Break out the beer, whatever you want. Let's get real and raw because the next 30, 45 minutes, Arvin and I are going to go on a journey together and just get real. What's the challenges of leading? So, Arvin, throw out the first one, brother. Let's get this show on the road. What's the challenge of leading for you? Compassionate conflict with your spouse. Who's leading the family? Who's head of the house? Who's the one that's going to be king of that kingdom? Because it's, oh, yeah. I mean, I, the biggest the biggest thing I've come to realize in my own life through experience was how men and women have lost the polarity of feminism, masculinity. And that's so true. You know, women, and I'll be honest, why the hell does a woman need a man? Women want to work. They want to go to education. They're going to have kids on their own for it here. What, what is a man's role? And how do we how do we even know how to exist in this new culture? Cause it is a me too culture flat out. And that's not diminishing or downgrading anything, but we got, we got too many cooks in the kitchen. So how do you show up? How do you, how do you exist? You know, I'm not talking just about a spouse, but as, as a father too, when you've got women who are involved in every aspect of raising kids and it's changed. And this is a problem the last hundred years, really. We know that. Oh brother. So you listen, you just went there. And I, that's why I love, talking with you because you, you don't pull punches. Here's what I hear you saying. What is the role of a masculine man and a feminine woman? So we can yeah. talk about the what role is- first and we talk about the marriage, right? And then we talk about right. parenting. Okay, let me just break this down for you. So for disclaimer, for those of you who don't know me that well, I am a former boss of a family business, Chinese family business. Some of you guys might have heard of my family business before. Most of you might not have, who knows, but it's called the Chinese Mafia. And so I was a former boss of that. And so I have a lot of business background, just informal. Then I made it formal and got some MBA after I got out of our uh, hotel vacation spot called prison. And then I went and got my MBA and I got formal education in that. Okay. So I've had a journey of leadership, natural leadership, and then formal leadership. Then in the midst of all that, I had a spiritual journey to find out what I believe in. I grew up Buddhist and I grew up Catholic. My stepdad, then I grew up whatever. I just had to find my own shit. I tried every religion there was out there. I landed on Christianity. And so I'm giving this context. My background Christianity define a man and woman is this. Are you ready? The Greek and even Hebrew background, the word man and woman. You know, when Adam and Eve, he goes, whoa, man. <laughs> That's a joke. A man, woman. A man, the word itself literally means one who pierces. And a woman means being pierced. Right there is a distinction. I have a penis. We're not talking about size in my Asian culture. We're talking about penis. Every man has a penis. And that's why you called a man because you're a piercer. A woman has a vagina. And she's considered the one who's being pierced. Look at that distinction right there. That distinction right there is what you said, Arvin, that we've lost that polarity. And we try to integrate them versus celebrating the differences. So in this conversation, I'm going to tell you right now, some people might get pissed off just where you're from, but I'm celebrating the differences. That I'm a man, I'm a piercer. I have a certain role. She's a female. She's one being pierced. She has a different role. Obviously, I can't have a baby. She can. Okay. So let's talk about the distinction being a man and woman. What do you think we have lost, Arvid, being a man and a woman that's causing you conflict leading? What have we lost in that distinction of a man and a woman in your experience? 
our distinct role as the provider, caretaker, all-knowing, powerful leader, the, the king. I feel like you've been dethroned. There you go. I can't. Dethroned how? Like challenging our decisions, not sharing, emasculating. I mean, let's put a little more teeth to that. Okay. And, and we can speak for our own experience because that's the truth with a small T. We're not talking about capital T for everybody in the world. We're talking about small T truth from our experience. It's hard to lead by example. I'm a dentist. I go to work. I do healthcare. I fix oral health conditions. Okay. I don't, I don't model that for my kids. I don't model that for my spouse. I don't, I don't have anything where I'm, I'm directly involved with them in my business, my practice. And I come home and it's a foreign world. You know, that's for a lot of people in different disciplines, not just healthcare. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is you can't model being a king because you're a king in the business kingdom. Yes. But then coming home, you're being resisted being the king because where the fuck have you been to come back here and try to lead this family? Correct. Great. That's a very good distinction. I think for me personally, the difficulty of leading as a family is I'm making up shit as I go. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I don't know if it's good or bad. I don't even know if it fucking works. I've never had a son that's 21, 20, and 18, and a daughter that's 10. I've never had all of that before. And every year, they get a year older. I've never been there before. Every year, they get another year. I've never been there before. I think for me, it's hard being a man because there's no fucking mentors. Oh. No mentors to tell us where the landmines are. This generation. You would say, you haven't been given that frame. No, we have not been given that frame. We have to create our own frame, break it, recreate, break it. Yeah, all the time. All the time. So let's get back to that. So you come home, you're the king of your uh, business, you're making money, right? You're the king. Then you get home and it's like, fuck you, you can't be the king of this household. You haven't been here. You don't know where the kids are at. You don't know what's going on, right? Right. So where do you say that disconnect comes from, that trust, that respect, did the king fuck up so he lost his throne or the king hasn't proven enough, hasn't killed enough, hasn't expanded the kingdom enough? When will the king get to be a king at home? I can't answer that. I, I, don't, I don't know because of how, how to connect with that group of people that's different than your business. So who's and that how, group how, of people? That's your children. That's your, that's your spouse. That's your extended mm-hmm. family if you're in a large, large family here. You know, how do you switch roles in the hat and go into being teacher for children? How do you go be lover for your spouse? Mm. How do you go be empathetic for these beings that you're charged to take care of? You know? Very good question. And see, those are the different archetypes. Did you just hear yourself from being king, lover, magician, and jester? Having fun. Yeah, having fun. What, what the fuck? Do you even know what that means, right? Having fun, being the jester. How do you switch from being king to the jester? How do you switch from being king to the lover? How do you switch from being king to the magician, the healer? I don't know. You just you try. That's all you do. You try and you fail and you learn and you process and you go back and do it again. Okay. Or else you, or else you check out. That's right. And so what do you need to try, fail, and do it again? What would you need from your spouse? Validation. Validation of what? 
validation of your efforts, validation that I I accept you, I I agree with you, I like you, you know, I approve of how you acted or what you're doing. I support yep. you. Hundred percent. And and I'll tell you why that's so important for me is when I learned about myself, I've been doing the work on myself. I was fatherless. I didn't know if I was a man. I did all kinds of dumb shit to prove that I'm a man, which all masculine energy bullshit that didn't work. And what in that journey of working on myself and being comfortable in my own skin and being comfortable of make, being my own mentor, maturing myself into a man from a boy to a man, I found that validation was one of my highest values and needs. Mm-hmm. So this is back in the day. You know, you'll see how old it is. I, I think you can remember this. Remember we used to have these little things called pagers? Yep. And when you got a page, you felt like fucking great, didn't it? It was kind of cool. Then we morphed into this thing called text and you get a text. And something about my energy, well, I got a text from a friend, even a joke, or hey, what are you doing? Or hey, thinking about you. My energy level just went, woo! Do you ever you experience that? So I, I do from say, people. Hey man, I'm just thinking about you. How you doing today? Love you, miss you. It just feels great, right? That validation that I know you're doing your best and, and I'm thinking of you. Correct. So when I realized how much that made me feel, I made a request to my wife. I said, listen, I need you to text me when I leave the house, go to the office. I need you to text me at least two, three times a day. She goes, oh, fuck, you're needy. Go, yeah, I am. <laughs> I am needy. Because I know what I feel like when other people text me. My buddies, a friend. And even a female friend, and that scares the shit out of me. I don't want the feelings from them, especially female friend. I want it from you. Can you do that? She goes, yeah. And she'll yes, text me. In my favorite text, she's text me. Thank you for working so hard for our family. Yeah. Fuck that's that. A good one. I'll fall down. I'll fall on my knees. She said, I'll miss you. Have dinner ready. I love all that communication. But when she says, thank you. For going fucking slaying the dragon and bringing food home. Thank you for getting your hands bloody or killing that beast. Thank you for going that hard, long journey. And, you know, our life is a lot different. Our hard, long journey is fucking highway and you no know, traffic jams and shit. But it's still annoying and it's still stressful, right? Right. For acknowledging, like you said, validating that I'm doing the best for our fucking family. And she's grateful. Is that what you're saying? Simple, but how often do you get it? I mean, truly, it, it's such a it's such a golden ticket, really, to have that validation given, and you feel on fire. And it's simple. I mean, it's simple in the process, but it's hard to actually give it. Yeah, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. to wait for that to happen. So Correct. we're not speaking for everybody. I'm going to what had to happen for me, but what are two or three things need to happen for you to get that validation when you got it, if you ever got it? What, had, what, had, what stars and moon need to be aligned? Conversation <laughs> need to be in check. Money need to be in the bank. What, what needed to happen for you? So people need to see how hard this is fucking being a man. You know, it's, it's not that easy. Man, lead, being a man's easy. Fuck, there, there's a whole bunch of shitty men out there. I'm talking about a man who leads. What need to happen for you to get that ver- validation and stuff? I want to see how much similar you and I have or not. I have to perform. Or I'll use my kids as my example when I'm active with them and doing activities or trips or something where I'm intentionally present with them and, okay. and gifting them my time of, of, of that activity. 
And they say afterwards, and they will do this often, Dad, thank you so much for taking us here. Dad, thanks so much for spending time with us. Dad, thank you so much for X, Y, Z. Validation from your children, what about from your wife? For my wife, it's something very similar. And I know my own personal life, it, it was hard to get that because it was looked more like a feeding ego. It is part of ego, but again, some people need more validation than others. I think that just comes down to how much self-worthiness that we have That's and right. every one of us are different. That's you right. Know? So what I'm hearing you say is your wife didn't validate you often because she was afraid she'd feed your ego. Correct. And she probably grew up in a culture that that is not acceptable. Like, don't be arrogant. Don't be prideful. Don't be uh, boasting. Don't be um, bragging. Be humble. Be humble. Don't show emotion, especially for the men. Don't show, don't show emotions. Don't Stuff be emotional. That shit in. Don't be emotional. Don't be needy. Don't need people to applaud you. Right? So, so already we have a conflict. Look at this conflict we have. She grew up with this certain culture, this mindset, this religion that's totally different from yours. You know, you have a different need and all that and it's colliding or clashing together. And at the end of the day, only one frame wins. Uh-huh. And the way your energy is right now, doesn't sound like your frame one. You're no, I did not win. I didn't You're get validated. validated. Right? No. So first of all, it hurts me to hear that because that is the hardest thing. Um, that's the hardest thing for me here because I fundamentally believe your wife doesn't despise you or hate you or want the worst for you. She was just ingrained, trained, taught, and educated certain values or certain frame that's colliding with your frame. And hers is just crushing the shit out of yours. That's true. That's exactly true. Yeah. But it's not that she's bad or evil. It's just that she's been – indoctrinate in such a way that it could become scarcity me. That's the only way. And that's scarcity. I know that if I give him affirmations, validations, he'll feed his ego and he'll be an asshole. See, that's scarcity. Abundance is saying, I don't know what I don't know. So I know I've been told don't feed his ego. I've been told our ego is evil. I've been told don't get big headed. But what I don't know, is everybody the same? What's another possibility if I affirmed my husband? What's another possibility if I um, encouraged him? I validated his hard work and efforts. You would get joy. You would get reciprocation. You would get appreciation. I mean, you you give back what you get. Your cup overflows. We talk about it here. It comes on to us and it fills. We come right back. It's reciprocation. See, and that's probably what she is hard for her to hear and digest because she's never been trained, taught, educate that. So it's right now it's colliding with her paradigm. So a, one of my old mentors taught me this. I want to show you, this is, this is the conflict we have, okay? So you see my box on there? So we have this thing, let's call this box. We have this box that all of our ideas and thoughts come into. And it's just a whole bunch of X's. We've been taught all these things, they look like X's, right? And we have our boxes full of X's, and X can mean don't feed his ego. Ego is bad. But we have all these X's, right? And out of nowhere, because we're in 2020, 2021s, can we never heard of COVID or Corona or whatever the fuck? An O tries to come into my X box. This O is trying to come into the X box. This O is trying to fit right in here with all these X. 
And look how all, it's so different. Fuck, I, uh-huh. I believe in X's, not O's. And so what all the X's are going to try to do is kick this O out. They're going to reject it. It's like our body rejecting a cell. It's going to kick it out. It's going to kick it out. It's pushing it out, pushing it out, pushing it out, so that the O finally bounces out and stays here. Because there's no more room for a different thought. And that's called scarcity. So, but where did all these X's come from? This is what I want you to see, that where did all these X's come from? Our culture, our religion, our gender, the century we were born in, the year we were born in. All those things make up our thought process. And then if we, here's the scary part, are you ready? If we allow these X's, they just stay in here. Pretty soon, they're not little X. They are capital X, meaning they are all truth. Not a little T, a capital truth. And when all these become capital truth, there's no room for another O, Y, Z, nothing else. Tell me what you're hearing right there about this box that's filled up with these thoughts. And if another thought comes in, we, we reject it because it's not familiar. Yeah, we if, we get too, if we get too engraved in our own thought process here, we cannot have room to expand and have a different frame, truly. Yeah. We resist is that it. You, is that what you're experiencing in your marriage? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And would you even say you had a box full of excess? Absolutely. And now my experience of you, like you said in the last six months, is you're learning to put those, allow X's, Y's, Z, S's, different things just sit in your box and try it on. Yeah. And it's also learning to listen and not being so resistant. That's been huge. When you think, when you're, when your capital T's are all stacked up in their shit, mm-hmm. you can't listen. You can't mm-hmm. hold a different friend. You can't have a different possibility or outcome because you already know it. And the minute you actually step back and listen and stop talking and just hearing things, you actually, you can change it and yep. you can, you can be open to it. So here's a principle you just said, when you are a learner, you're able to listen. But when you are an expert, a professional, you have to defend it. You have to defend that capital T that you spent eight years in college and medical school to do because you're a fucking doctor. You have to defend that you know everything. And you really, you only did eight years. You don't know shit. There's 80 more years of experience to have. But if you're a learner and you have a learner's posture, you're always inquisitive and in the question and open. Doesn't mean you have to agree to it, but you're open to new ideas, different stripes on the beach ball, which makes a beach ball bigger and bigger and bigger the more stripes you get. Is that what you're saying? Be a learner versus a expert. Be a lifelong learner. Yes. Don't be a stubborn ass old man. <laughs> what does stubborn ass old men do? They stubborn old ass men always have to defend what they know. They're always arguing to be right. There's no capacity or room left to learn. No, there's none. So I love what you're saying. I really love it. So first challenge we're talking about 
and I mean, we could go on hours just on this one, but I want to touch on a couple more is what does it mean just to be a man and then to lead as a man? We haven't really talked about that. I want to go back to that, but then we talked into what does a man need? And you said validation. I totally agree with you. One form of validation is from our spouse. Another form is from our children. Another form is from our friends. Another form is from our community and profession. But there's one that we don't talk about very often. We need validation from our father. I could take you back to most men's pain or their drive. What fucking drives them is a lack of the father's validation. So they become fucking excellent businessmen, sports figures, whatever they could be, but they can win and achieve because those accolades of the people who give it to them fill their cup, but it leaks out because they have holes in their cup. So talk to me about this. What's your experience? Remember, this is not right or wrong, good or bad. This is the little T. This is our truth. It's not the fucking universal truth, right? What do you believe? What do you think about the father's validation? And how important that is for a man. I think it's essential and critical. You know, I can't speak on everybody. I can speak about myself because I had a high driving father here who I can never meet a level of expectation, even with straight A's throughout my entire grade school. Um, and there was no real, uh, you know, I don't call it love. There's no real appreciation given back towards. It was expectation. Mm -hmm. He had to just meet that expectation. And then the expectation, you never met it. It was always, it was always there. Why aren't you this? Why aren't you that? Versus you are this, you are that. There's a total different way to come approach a child and making sure that they are understanding that they are supported and loved as they are. And there's there's way that's not, especially, with, I think it, I think it's different with men because men aren't nurturing by nature, especially going back generational side, truly. Um, oh. So I, I can see how I grew up in that frame and what what it did to me. Now, so you, hit up you just said something huge. I'm going to interrupt. I'm going to give a big gift away because this is a fundamental core belief that we have. You said you were asked, why are you not, right? Versus you are, correct? Correct. Okay, so why are you not is a frame that most of us men grew up in. Why are you not? So what you need to do to become is you need to do more to have more, and then you will finally become. Oops. Then you'll finally become. And guess what? You could do all you want. You could have, but you'll never become in this model. Why is that? Do you remember why? Because someone no. else always has more. See, <laughs> you could go to school, get your education, and become a doctor. And guess your parents can say, because we're Asian, guess what? Your parents can say, hey, you have a great job. You're making money. You have a degree, Right. And your mom's going to you say, hey, I'm proud of you. You went to college. You worked your ass off. You got a good career job. But your cousin got married. <laughs> All right. So you go get married. Then you go get married. So you do more. You get married. You have a nice house. You got a wife. And all of a sudden, your mom comes up to you afterwards. You go, hey, very proud of you. You got a great career. You went to a great college. You got married. But guess what? Your other cousin had a baby. I don't have a baby. I don't have a grandchild. Fuck me. And then you have kids for them. And then... You know how this can go. You can just keep on getting more. You just buy your brand new BMW 18 Series XRGR5Y. Has a robot driving the fucking car. It's the most expensive car in the world. 
And then what, next year, the next model comes out and your neighbor gets it and yours is old and fucking only one year old, but it's a piece of shit now. So you haven't become significant yet. You will never become significant in this model. No. Never. You cannot do enough, have enough to become. Exactly what you said. You already are. You already are a great dad. What do great dads do? What do great dads have? What do great dads have? Then what do they do with it? But it starts off that you already are a great dad. Be a great dad. Do what great dads do and have what great dads have. Be a great dad. Have what great dads have and do what great dads have. Be a great husband. Do what great husbands do and have the trust, relationship, and intimacy love great um, husbands have. Be a great husband. Have trust, love, relationship, and do what they have with it. That means have a lot of sex. But see, this is what our fathers need to tell us, that you already are my son. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to get another job. You don't have to be certain thing. You already are my son. There's nothing you do not be my son. You already are my son. So now you're my son. You already are my son. Do what my sons do. Have what my sons have. You already are my son. Have what my sons have with my name, Micah, and do. Our fathers never blessed us that way. And if a man, if you're listening as a woman, you will understand this is probably the crooks. This is Achilles tendies of a man. If his father has not blessed him, huh. one form or another, he will be looking all his life to become and never arrive. I've worked with hundreds and thousands of men as a pastor, as a consultant and a business coach. Hundreds, if not thousands one-on-one men and every time you want me to bring a man to his knee i'll talk to him about his father oh let me give you one more illustration we're going to change the topic when i was doing a prison ministry um hallmark freaking amazing people they came up on mother's day this is like 15 20 years back they came on mother's day and said we're going to provide every penitentiary every prison every man is going to get a card right to his mother mother's day they fucking got so many. They ran out cards. Everybody took oh. a card, and they sent it to their mother. They paid for a postage and everything, right? So Father Day comes afterwards. They go, dude, we got to double up on our cards. We ran out on Mother's Day card, and we, we want to make sure they get out on Father's Day, right? Guess what? I think I'm not exaggerating. It's less than 1% of the cards were taken. Wow. What does that say? That's why men are in prison. No relationship with their dad. And every one of them, I believe, did something do so they can have and they become significant to their father, which they never never heard of. And they did a lot of wrong shit, got a lot of wrong shit, and they kept on repeating that cycle until they end up in prison. Because they went to such extreme to be significant, to hear that validation that you already are, my son. You already are significant. So would you go still kill and rob if you're already heir to the throne? A child uh, of mine? No. A child of mine wouldn't do that. If you're heir to my legacy, my throne, would you go rob a bank? Would you go still kill, destroy? No. So what you're saying there is so important that we hear the father's validation. But it's not. that's the primary filler of the leak in our cup. The next, if your spouse is not giving the validation, two or one. Yeah. 
then that's the second biggest hole in your cup. Then your children, then your friends, then your profession. I mean, we get holes everywhere not getting validated. And here's the funny part. Any man out there don't think you need validation, you're not self-aware. Because how, you know how, how, how I know we need validation? Because every oh. motherfucker who plays sports has to know their sport. They have to know their time. They have to know they get feedback all the time and validation that they're doing good and they're on track. We just haven't been taught how to get validation in our emotional side, our relationship side. No, we haven't at all. Most of us haven't. Yeah. In business, that's the easiest fucking way to get a validation back. Get validation back based. We hit our production number, our quarterly yeah. milestones, whatever, whatever. Good in our coaching, we're always measuring you guys. What score did you get today? What did you did you hit your uh, declaration over the weekend? What percentage did you complete this week? We're always measuring business. So any man tells me, you know, I don't need validation. Bullshit. You're not self-aware. You need validation in your relationships. You need validation that you're a human being. You're created with a purpose, an intention to be a gift to this world, to give it away. And I know it's hard. It's for some guys. My first time ever heard of this for me. I'm not your fucking father, but you heard it from me. Isn't that crazy? So let's go back. Makes- I want to go back. Do you have any questions on that before I, I shift gears back to man and woman? No, I just, it's, it's true. I just, yeah. it's fluid. I can see it. But would you agree that we get validation all the time from our business, sports, everything else, but relationship. Or it gets lost over time in the relationship. Yeah. It, gets it, starts, lost. At the, it starts at the parent. It does. It does. And that's why, you know, I can always tell you every time we talk, I'm always kicking the balls for your, you being a father and you modeling for your children. Cause a lot of times we'll give up on ourselves. But we don't want to pass this shit down to our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's go back one more thing because I think I, one more topic. And I know you had long, hard day work and all that. So I want to get your feedback on this. How about topic just being a fucking man? Now, listen, I want to get polar. I want, I want to get – I would fucking hope someone tries to burn down and destroy this channel because we got so real raw. And I'll give you an example. You start off saying we lost the polarity of men and women. And I totally agree. Because I don't think we have to dummy down our difference in our sexes to be equal. I think that's bullshit. I think the more we celebrate our differences, the more equal we really become. We can appreciate it. Exactly. Exactly. So as a man, as a man, as a piercer, one who pierces, that's very aggressive, masculine. Not being one who pierces or being pierced, that's feminine, softer. Right? Even right there, right. I'm already like some people like, fuck you, you saying women are soft? No, shit, my mother oh. was the most strong woman, person, human being I've ever met. Couldn't read or write English, but speak broken English and brought me, my sister to America and 10 other of my uncles and aunts years later, worked three jobs a day. She's the fucking strongest person, my role model. So I would never say that. But I'm saying women are softer because they're pierced. They need to be cherished and held gently with love and care. But as a man, we have different needs. A man is a masculine. He needs to conquer. He needs to be the king. He needs to have authority. He needs to have responsibility. He needs to have something at stake, a challenge. A challenge, yep. 
And so how, how have we lost all that? Hey, calm down. Don't show off. Arvid, hey, hey, psh. don't be a show off. Scale it down. And we get yeah, manipulated. Don't- we can't talk about our achievements. We can't. We can't celebrate things a lot of time. You're egotistic. Calm down. With you're your egotistic. Ego, <laughs> you're selfish. You narcissist. Right. Let's go back yeah. to this. You narcissist. Hey, back in the day when the kings destroyed land, conquered, and expanded their kingdom, when they sat around, they talked to their buddies over the war. They celebrated that they were alive, and they're providing for their kingdom, and they talk about the war. They didn't stop. Oh, and we shouldn't be talking about that. We're going to make another culture look bad. They celebrated the victory. Celebrate the victories. And do you feel like you can celebrate victories today for yourself personally? And then we'll talk about men in general. Today, none. None at all. Yeah. Actually, I focus on the losses. And what do you feel? I didn't. Now, listen. What do you feel? Those are feelings that you choose. I did not say, how does that make you feel? Because nothing makes you feel. We all get impressions and we choose our feeling. We all see a car accident, then we'll choose scared, brave, go rescue, go run and hide. But we choose our emotions. So I'm being very clear in my distinction here. What do you feel that you have to focus on the negatives? What do you choose what, to feel that you focus on negatives? What do I choose to feel? Versus, Frustration. Yeah. <laughs> Frustration. What else? Frustration and it's losing. Like, I don't feel like I won today. Yeah. Like even if today. you did win, but here's the truth. Motherfucker, you did win. You did win today. Sure. You can say it, but I can't, I don't feel it. I don't. I know it. because you're, you're not allowed to celebrate your win. Did you go to work? Did you, you have a staff, a team who got paid. You took care of patients who got good care. You get to bring home yeah. a paycheck for your family so they can eat. You're fucking sitting in a car. You're healthy. Did you win today? In that frame, hell yeah. Hell yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. So why do you have to fucking focus on the negatives? Because we're always trying to achieve a level that we don't ever seem to get. We're always looking. We're always measuring. I don't know. It goes back to that vulnerability of not being able to measure up. Yeah, measure up. But who tells you to measure up? What story are you hearing says that you have to measure up to what? It's a story we tell ourselves. Yep. So measure up. Do more so you have more, and then one day you'll become. <laughs> but you can't because someone else always has more. You can't measure up. So once you just stay where you're already at and be a great fucking, the best fucking Arvid, period. There's no second place there. There's no imitation there. There's no Chinese knockoff there. You're the masterpiece, oh. original, only one. What do you have to measure up to? Nobody else. And listen, if you don't like the money you're making right now, guess what you get to do? Create more. You know, I live in Southern California, and there's a big excess going out of California right now, even me, but I'm not going for the reason most people are leaving. Okay? I love fishing. I love – well, I started loving fishing because my buddy got me into it. But I love outdoors. I love camping. We do overlanding. And so right now, California can't do a lot of that shit because of fires and – Earthquakes. I mean, we we have changed in the last 15 years, our climate. And one brother told me, he goes, I think it's because we had such mass people moving into it and urbanization of California that's changed our weather and climate. I was like, wow, you're fucking right. 
more cars, more building, more all these things. And our ecosystem sucks. So we are moving, right? But you know why everybody else is moving out of California? Because it's so expensive here. Yeah. You hear that all the time, right? All the time. I know why I say that. Fuck you. It's not expensive in California. You want to live in California? Fucking make more money. Create more money. If you're moving because it's expensive, you're a victim. You're trying to, again, level up, scale up to someone's expectation. Because if you want this because you are the only one masterpiece original and this is what you want, then what do you need to create to have it? I'm not moving because it's expensive here. Fuck that. If it's expensive, I'll work smarter and make more money. My wife could go to work. She hasn't worked in our whole marriage. Just a couple of years here and there between stuff. But career-wise, she's never really had. Because we've made a commitment to be home for our kids so they won't have a latchkey kids. But there's so many things I can do to make more money if I need it. But when you move because you need because it's too expensive, California, then you're a victim to circumstances. Yeah, you are. Same thing when you feel like you have to measure up to someone else your victim circumstance that means you're not enough versus i'm already enough motherfucker if i want something that i don't have then that's the opportunity for me to grow and expand and to get it if i want something i don't have either i could be a victim because i'm not measuring up to whoever's expectation or stories in my head or i'm too lazy to do the work to get it but I fundamentally believe if you want something you don't have, it's an invitation for you to expand and grow as a man. So what's the solution? The realization? The choice? The, the realization is just, it's a, it could be mental masturbation. Okay. It could be, just realization means shit. Realization, I need to be great to my wife and I don't do anything about it, it can mean shit. It's the execution it's a failing forward, going again, giving yourself permission to be the biggest and best version of you, like Mike keeps on saying. Because if you think you ever arrived, you're fucked. You're done. You never arrive. This journey we're on, it's endless, limitless. So what, what are you hearing there as a man? What are you hearing there as I talk about you know, holding yourself small and being victim to circumstance and the example of moving out of California versus if California where you want to be and you have the, if you're a surfer and the beach is 10, 15 minutes away from you, that's where you want to be. Instead of being a victim, having moved because of cost of living, won't you own your shit and saying you're not willing to pay the price to reinvent yourself, to level up, become the greatest version of yourself and be where you want to be. What are you hearing today? Right. Quit making comparisons. Quit Ooh. making excuses. That's right. Quit telling yourself the same sad, stupid shit over and start celebrating what it is you have created. Start celebrating what it is you are doing. Start celebrating all the good shit in your life and start focusing on the good versus the bad. It's, it's so simple in mentality and it's so difficult in actual execution, but you can, you can just see it and it's right there. And That's it's right. just that making that making that shift and that change. That's you right. Recognize it. Fine. That's a mental masturbation. Okay, masturbate for a while. You done? Get off. Fine. Next next subject. Execute. 
but stop the fucking comparisons. Yep. So here, okay. here's the next step. Let's give them a gift. You fucking nailed it. That was beautiful. Let's give them a gift. Here's the second step. Ready? A lot of people will get over the mental masturbation, start executing, and they'll take two steps forward, and the expression is then one step back. Do you know how you prevent that? How? How do you prevent taking a step back? Fucking community. Birds of the feather flock together. It's expression. When you're around right. men who are committed to a target, committed to accountability, committed to giving and taking accountability and receiving accountability, committed living in integrity with their word, when you're around those men, you think they're going to let you fucking compare it to other people? You think they're going to let you just have a little wally party and, and just wallow in your sorrows? They're going to no, remind gonna... you that you're a fucking king. What do kings do? You're a fucking hero. What do heroes do? Do what heroes do. Have what heroes have. Do what Great. kings do. Have what kings have. Are you choosing to be a king, a hero today? Or are you choosing to be a victim? And that, my friend, is how you don't take a step back. When you surround yourself with the healthy voices, voices who treat you where you can be, so that's what you'll become. Not voices who tell you where you are, so you'll stay there. Because when I talk about where you are, I'm talking about your mistakes and the shit that you're in right now. And you focus on the what you said earlier, negatives. When I focus on what you can become, I focus on the positives. I focus on the greater vision of you. I focus on that gap that you need to feel, the work you need to fucking do to become that man that you're committed to becoming. When you're around men like that, shit, it's hard to fall backwards. It is. It has to be a serious choice. You have to be committed to being a loser and a victim. <laughs> Think about it. It's like everybody's calling you. You know, you're a fucking king. You're a hero. You're a badass. You're like, no, I'm a wuss. And you just, you got to be fucking convinced and really wanting to be a victim. You do. That would that'd be a hard mindset to, to sit in and stay in. You got that but, power of positivity around but you. it's easy if you're alone. It's easy to be a victim that's why even animals in, in nature are teaching us. They isolate animals and herds to one alone animal. And they pounce on them and kill them. And I think that's another reason. Not only do we don't have the father's validation, because we're taught this such a strong masculine culture that we can't be vulnerable with each other. And my simple definition of vulnerability is this. Sharing something that you're afraid they will reject you for. Sharing that you're sad that your wife is not connected to you. Sharing that you're sad that your son or your daughter is rebelling against your family. Sharing that you hate your job and you had a hard fucking day. We're taught, talk about weather, sports, politics, but don't talk about your fucking emotions. And so we don't have community. What do you think about that? I think it's often the place, and I can tell you that six months ago, I never really, a year ago, I didn't have that, and how intentional it's been in my personal endeavors to surround myself with those kind of men, those yeah. kind of married men, fathers, who, who may or may not even practice, but but are independent, and how, how, how good it is to get their advice from it here, because there's plenty of bottom feeders. I can I can hang out with the crabs at the bottom of the ocean, eat shit all day long. <laughs> I can, truly. Or I can swim up top with the kingfish who are hunting, going, and killing shit, the sharks, right? Sharks. Never, 
shark. Remember, the shark doesn't feel sorry for itself. It gets up, goes out, and it's just scares and eats shit. That's what sharks do. That's right. So it's everything. Community is everything. It really you is, know? brother. So let's close this because I know you have to go home, and I really appreciate you. I, I put out invitation last night, just threw out to the group. You got fucking kids to go home to. You got prepared dinner. You had a long, hard day at work. But this topic is so important for you. You pulled over to make sure you're uninterrupted and having this conversation. I really appreciate it. And I'll find out, you know, if we say when you give, you receive. So we'll see what you receive, what your biggest takeaway here is in a minute. But let me make this little um, commercial for them. Listen, Jeff Booski and I was committed to giving our, our learning away, committed to giving everything away. We're making a list. We only fit 12 people because all this COVID shit and hotels and rooms, all that. So long story short, we only had 12 rooms for training. As Jeff's making up his list of doctors and stuff, it just happened to be all these fucking men. And he calls me, he goes, dude, I think, you know, the universe is speaking to me. God's speaking to me. Like, we should have a men's training because everybody on my list are all fucking men. Well, let's fucking do it. Let's not resist what's in front of us. Let's go. And yeah. so this happened less than three, four days ago. And we're, we're creating it all. And just want to let you guys know, we have 12 spots open. And I just lied. How many spots do I have open, Arvid? Not 12. 11. 11, brother. <laughs> don't lie. Because he and I barely so. started talking about it. He, he, I, we just have the date down. We haven't got all the details in, and already already bought his plane ticket. He said, Hell fuck yeah, that, I'm buying my plane ticket. He didn't even know the price yet. That's the funny part. But here's what I'm trying to tell you guys. We have a spot for 12 people. We don't even have our details to give you the information. I'm just going to give you our email, and we're going to send you shit as soon as we get it. And then you can make your decision. And we'll have it all done by next Monday. But here it is. Ready? It's a weekend before Thanksgiving, November 20th, 21st, and 22nd. It's going to be in Dallas, Texas. You just need to you got to be there those three days. And the only purpose of this is for you to walk away with a roadmap to have certainty to hit your targets in 2021. You will have a detailed roadmap. You will have an identity. You will let go and die to old identities that are not working for you. You'll create a new identity. You'll create what you want in your faith, your fitness, your family, and your finance. Here's the most beautiful part. Creating that roadmap for you, giving that self-confidence, shedding old bullshit stories that don't work for you, creating new ones. That's all simple. Man, that's the fun part of those three days. That's why I have to be live engaging. That's fucking 10, 12 hours a day. We're not bullshitting around. But here's the best part. When you leave, you'll have a band of brothers that hold you accountable to what you want. Not what they think you need or have for you, what you declared that you wanted. You'll have that accountability but you're also be giving accountability, not only receiving. They're expecting you to speak into their gap, what's missing for them to have it, because you can see their blind spot. You're going to paint different stripes on their beach ball so they can have more options and possibilities. Second, we talked about accountability. We talked about the missing having brotherhood. But here's what else brotherhood does. It not only holds them accountable to what they declare, okay? They gives you that validation that's missing from the father. No, listen, <clears throat> it's not going to replace it. Nothing can replace it. But when you get validation from brothers who are now also fathers, it comes damn close to what you were missing from your father. Never replace it, but it come damn close, especially from 11 other men, plus Jeff and I, 12, 13. So just save the date. 20, November 20, 21, 22, 
It's going to be Dallas, Texas. If you want more information in the comment here or direct message me, and I'll send you the information. Give me your email, your Facebook name or ID or whatever, and I'll give you the detailed information. And then you can make your decision. But I just want you to know that's coming up. This was birthed out of Jeff and I wanting to give away a training before the end of the year so people could have victory, confidence, certainty that 2021 will be a fucking year success. Because heroes create, victims wait. We're going to teach you how to be a hero and create your, your future. Okay? So, again, DM me, comment here, whatever, however you want to give me communication so that we can send you information. As we close, Arvid, thank you again for being here, brother. I mean, you, 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 me. So, tell me this. What's your biggest take? What the gift did you get a takeaway from just showing up and giving yourself away? What gift did you get from this conversation? That I am enough. But the validation needs to come from certain factors and understanding what it is that I need to continue to provide and be all the roles that we are, the four, the four, you know, the four roles. Um, yep, the four archetypes. Yep. Yeah. But the you, biggest, are you are enough. That's the biggest thing. You are enough and focusing on that good and stop focusing on the lack thereof is what's going to move you forward. So that's here, a mind I'm give you a closing gift. Here's why you're enough. In the book I wrote for coaches, it says you're already in, you can, you count. You're already enough. And why? You're in. Right now, you and I are talking on this thing called earth. Whatever fucking you believe in, somebody, something, some God, some higher power being, some source dropped you into this earth, came out of your mother's womb, and you became a human being on this earth. You're already enough. You don't have to prove yourself to be a human being. You have to prove yourself to be a man. You have to prove yourself to be significant. You are enough. You're already in the storyline we call earth, this world. You're already in. Welcome. You don't have Welcome. to try to be a human being. <laughs> You're already in. You are enough, my friend. The next time I'll say you can and you count. But today I'm going to leave that. You're already enough. You're already in this storyline. We call this earth and world. So thank you, my brother, for being here. Thank you for having this dialogue. Thank you for being spontaneous. Thank you for being real, raw, being relevant to what men need these days to be a leader and what really holds us up. And thank you for giving away. We don't know what people can do with this. We don't know if anybody listens to it. Who gives a shit? It's just for you and me. But if anybody else gets something from this, they could join us in November. Yeah. It'll be worth it. Relevant too. Any parting yeah. words for you? From Any parting you? words? Don't resist. Mm. Put it out to nature. Put it out to the universe and let it come back. Oh, I you might be that. surprised. That's why you're being so successful right now. Because you're not resisting. There's a lot of shit. It's easy for you to resist. Don't resist the O's falling in the Xbox. Don't resist the S's coming in, the T's and the Z's and different things that you're not familiar with. Don't resist. Let it sit in there for a while. Acknowledge it. Doesn't mean you have to believe it. Acknowledge it's different. Acknowledge that's another possibility, another way. Doesn't mean you have to do it, but let it sit in there for a while. Don't automatically re you know, reject it because it's a different perspective or view. Have a childlike mind. So yeah. thank you, brother. Oh, I talk all day with you. You're so fucking amazing. I know. I you love you, on Thursday, man. I got your energy on Thursday when I'm done. Surly tonight is tonight is uh, motivational Monday. Oh yeah. Thursday's hey, what happened Thursday. the other day when we were talking? My phone got overheated. <laughs> yeah, shit got hot. You put it in the freezer. I hope you can leave it in there. <laughs> <laughs> love you, brother. And for all of you Thanks, guys brother. that joined us, everyone that joined us, communicate with us. We'll get you the information. And um, we're just—it was just a spontaneous call tonight. I'm glad Jeff couldn't make it, and you and I could do this together. Love you, Arvid. Yeah. 
Thank you. Love you, Jesus. Have a good night.